is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Reviewture, the show in which we take a classic movie that one of us or both of us might not have seen, and we take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And this, well, sorry, I was about, you were about to have a sip or something and I completely interrupted you. How <laughs> dare I intro the show? It's all right. Are you, th- there we go. <laughs> Have a little bit of Ribena. Get ready for the show. <laughs> this is how we set up for I forgot it. Forgot that you were gonna. I forgot you were gonna say my name. I forgot. I always say I your know, name. But I forgot. You're one half of the winning formula <laughs> no, but here. I forgot that you say the name, <laughs> our name in the in the thing. This is how we set up for the show. This is how I we get know. ready. We got to have some Ribena. Yeah. I wasn't saying that introing was the important part. I'm saying you got to make sure you get the Ribena oh, down you. Yeah. This is how we. This is how we fuel up. <laughs> And you join us back at a stage of the podcast where we are looking more along the lines of the 90s action genre because we've done a fair amount of dabbling in the 80s. We've dipped a toe into the 70s. <laughs> we we briefly skirted around the early 2000s a couple of times, but we've done very little in the way of mid to late 90s so i feel like yeah. this is an air an untapped area okay. of potential content mm. and today we are looking at the 1997 luc besson directed the fifth element now one of the reasons that i wanted to show you this film was because not only is it a film that i think i th- thoroughly enjoy watching pretty much every time I've seen it okay. <laughs> because it's right in the vein of things that I enjoy it's kind of that hard sci-fi that Blade Runner sci-fi almost where it's futuristic but groundedly futuristic like everyone still drives cars but it's well. just the cars can <laughs> they go up and, and down yeah. and like Which, for 300 years into the... Well, it'd be 200 years into the future at this point. Would not be too far of a stretch. But it's that, again, Blade Runner style of sci-fi where everything's sort of a little bit grimy and gritty and nasty uh, because humans are horrible and we've ruined the planet, apparently. Mm -hmm. But... Also, because Fifth Element has a little bit of that feel about it that people have latched onto from the mid-90s that's made it kind of cult-ish As in, today. I've, I've kind of heard it being talked about close to the time when it was out, but I haven't really seen or heard anything about it recently. Now. Really? Because mm. a lot of people cosplay things from this. Do they? Yeah, it's a... Oh, yeah, it's because all you have to do is buy an orange vest and then cut two holes out the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty easy to cosplay <laughs> in a way. But there is something about the film that 
a lot of people that enjoy the sci-fi genre have latched on to because it's very artistically influenced i think but as we start <laughs> every show with we get the person who hasn't seen the film to write what they thought the film was going to be about before seeing it now the title the fifth element didn't exactly give you a lot to go off no. of, did it what did you know about the film before going nothing i knew bruce willis was in it and i knew that he wore a vest because he just wears vests all the time well, um, I mean, ninety percent of the time, if Bruce Willis is in something, you can you can kind of guess that he's going to be wearing a vest. <laughs> I don't even know why. It's a little bit like The Rock with those beige shirts <laughs> that he's always wearing. Like in nearly no, that, every that film kind he wears, of makes sense because he does safari things and jungle things, and that's like yeah, beige shirt material. <laughs> yeah, but he just wears vests all the time. Well, well. Hmm. Um, and I knew that the woman had orange hair, basically. That was all that you really knew about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, that was because it. you'd seen pictures. Pictures. <laughs> well, I thought I'd seen a part of it, but now that I've watched it, I don't think I didn't actually see the part that I thought I'd already seen. Oh, what part did you think that you had seen? <laughs> I thought I'd seen a part where they were in like a garage. And she was going, getting into his car in a garage. I don't know. I don't know what that was. How? Oh. I, I don't know. Strange. Weird. No, yeah, I don't know what that was that you saw. I don't know. I'd probably not a deleted scene of any kind. No. <laughs> I don't know why you would have seen a. De- <laughs> I don't know why you would have seen a deleted scene of something <laughs> rather than the actual film. The no, oh, no. I've just got this film on DVD. Do you know what I'm going to do first? I'm going to watch all of the deleted scenes. You're the only so I know what they took out of the film before I watch all of the rest of it. You're the only person that's actually got the DVD. <laughs> Uh, I would like to correct you on one thing there. It's actually the two-disc special edition <laughs> DVD. Okay, well, you're definitely the only person with that. Because <laughs> I never, I just never bought it on Blu-ray. I just, I just never did. And from the opening of this film, I kind of wish that I had. Because at the start, <laughs> your brain cancels it out very quickly. And I don't know if it was deliberately deliberately done because the opening of this film opens in Egypt in 1914. Yeah. But to me, it looked like, even though it was on DVD, it still had really horrible, grainy yeah. film quality. Yeah, well, that's why I kind of thought that was on purpose because they were trying to say, oh, this is old in Egypt, old times. I don't know. I thought that that was on purpose. Because the rest of the film wasn't like that. No, it wasn't. And now that I think about it, it might well have been. And I do, and this is why I said I don't know if it was my brain cancelling it out after a while, so mm. I didn't notice it. I'm pretty sure I didn't. But I think that that's only something I've really noticed after watching it on a far bigger and clearer screen yeah. than I have done before. And if that is the case... That's a very clever thing that they've done to make something that was in 1914 in a very futuristic sci-fi film deliberately look well, I think probably, old and grainy. I think that's what they would have done, yeah, so hmm. that you know that this this is old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what did you think it was going to be about? What did you put down? I thought that Bruce Willis had found an alien and he was trying to hide her from the police. Which, oh. like, 
because the only thing that I could think of that would have happened why he looked normal but she looked weird and mental is because she was some type of alien creature or or something like that I didn't think that it was from the future because I wasn't I didn't know about the time I didn't know about that so I didn't even think oh she's from the future or something I just thought oh she's an alien from a different planet because she looked weird because I think I remembered seeing her wearing those weird clothes and I thought that those were the clothes that she had like come in type thing you know? She's wearing wearing weird futuristic clothes. She must be an alien. Well, because I didn't know when it was set. Because <laughs> aliens have no sense of fashion. This is <laughs> no, but because she was wearing like lines or like, like that weird costume bandage thing, and like nobody wears that really. Right. Okay. So I thought, oh, maybe she's another species or something. I don't know. Right. 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 <laughs> I wasn't that far off. Why? You, you? No, you weren't. You, you don't need. You shouldn't be talking <laughs> down about my idea when my idea was practically right. <laughs> I mean, there is that. I mean, Don't yeah. question the truth. You weren't too <laughs> far off, but obviously this... To be the... honest, I still don't know what it was about, so I can't really help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> I get the sense that you weren't too, <laughs> too much of a fan of this. I didn't really even though I didn't it had, it. Even though it had, from what I can gather the exact right amount of exposition for you. Pretty much everyone was explaining everything that happened at all points in this film. There's a lot of exposition that happens throughout the film. What People you... literally narrate certain what parts. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, the police officers in that chase are going like, do you understand? And then she walks up and she's like, oh, she doesn't understand. Oh, we get that. Okay, all right. And then when she jumps off and someone goes, oh, she jumped off. It's like, yeah, we just seen that. <laughs> people literally narrate things that happen throughout this film. he's reporting to other people. He's a police officer. He has to report things. So he's reporting to his other people that aren't there. Yeah, but the people that are that he's reporting to are in the passenger seat right no, behind him. No, they're not. No, they're not. It's the other car that was getting fast food at the time. And she Stopped and he to get was a like, Mackie D's. He dove off. She dove off. And like, they need backup, but he doesn't care. He doesn't care, he's getting the Mackie D's. And then he got blown up or something anyway. <laughs> Did he get blown up? So an explosion happened. No, he, he ran into the McDonald's truck. Oh, yeah. And that's some definite product, that's big product placement there. I think that's where about maybe 70% of the budget yeah, came from. Yeah, it's a bit unusual that in futuristic New York, the only thing that you recognise is the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's weird. You'd think there'd be loads of things around that you would go, oh, you'd think it would look like New York. I, I mean, I it kind of did. I know, but it was supposed to be in Brooklyn, so it wasn't even the main part. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is that. I don't there know. is that. I but the know. buildings were very tall and New York. Yeah, but I think that's just because they, they, it was 200 years in the future. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't show us anywhere else, did they, for comparison? Well, at one point they did when they go below the smog, which is obviously why they've had to start Buildings, oh, no, but I mean like a different building or higher a different place or something. Oh, yeah, Not that's just underground. True. That's true. <laughs> no, I mean, you're oh, only yeah, really so seeing Oh, yeah, so had to start to build up into the atmosphere because it's so smoggy that we've ruined everything. Yeah, exactly. With horrible pollution. She wasn't even going to save us because it's not worth saving because we just go to war and stuff. Yeah, well, Which you know. is funny because isn't it like kind of her people that are going to war at the time that she's talking about it? Not really, <laughs> people no. That, people that she knows, though, surely. 
Oh, dog's come to join us because she's wondering if we were talking about the white cat that he has. We haven't got to that <laughs> point yet. It's okay. She did rewind it to the watch weird, it again just to make sure. The weird-looking white cat with the weird eyes. It's all yeah. right. So you thought it was kind of aliens landing on Earth kind of deal? No, not aliens, just her. I didn't think there just was... Just her? Yeah, somehow. I don't know. I don't know. My brain hadn't really thought that far ahead <laughs> or that in-depth. I just kind of thought somehow he comes across an alien for some reason I don't know right but instead she literally drops into the back of his cat yeah actually drops (laughs) so he did run into her kind of yeah yeah well yeah yeah. I find it funny that the main product placement is McDonald's at that point so she's not an alien then she's not she is built kind of replicated slash cloned from the genetic material of the race of aliens that so she's uh, an alien. well yes and no she's built as a human because that's what they were replicating like yeah. the, the perfect ideal being um but they had the dna of whatever it was that was on the yeah. ship yeah i remember that, that yeah so they yeah. made her from that yes yeah so she's she not was... ri- she's technically not e- not <laughs> she's human not anything, she's really. not really anything no. that's why they have no record of her because yeah. she's been Built. Well, they made her. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it just confused me a little bit. I just didn't really understand what was going on that much, and I couldn't really understand what they were trying to. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Why was there a weird radio DJ at one point, and why was there like a guy who was a singer that was deaf? I don't. I don't get what was happening. He wasn't a singer. He was an actor. Well, whatever, whoever he was. Yeah, the celebrity. Right. Whoever. Yeah, yeah. It's I, essentially, I, a, I, a, a theatre celebrity. And why did we have to watch her singing for so long? I don't. I didn't understand. I don't. Understand. <laughs> I couldn't get it. I couldn't. I couldn't understand it. You watched her singing because she is the opera singer that they've all gone to see. Well, I know who they've trusted know, with the stones. I know that, but did so I have, you have to, to watch her? Did sing? I have to watch her sing for that long. <laughs> It's, it's mixed in with a fight scene. It's edited together. <laughs> what would you want? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I found it very long. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, really long. See, I also kind of wanted to show you this film because I thought that you would be a pretty big fan of Gary Oldman in this. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was funny. His accent was hilarious. And it was good as well. Yeah, he is. I really him, like, like him in this. They gave him fake teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they like crossed have... his teeth over. Yeah, I see. I never really noticed. He that. doesn't normally have that. He's actually no. got okay teeth. <laughs> no, I never really noticed that until I watched him in other things. I went back and watched this, and I was like, his teeth seem. I think very they've just strange. given him like one, one that crosses over his other one, so that yeah, it, like, a little it bit pops his mouth out a bit. A little bit. But I I like the weirdness of his character because you're never exactly sure what it is he does. Yeah, and what he's about. Yeah. Like, I mean, he just wants this stuff and that's he's, it. He's essentially an Elon Musk-style character. Yeah, yeah. He's just in charge yeah, of a because, lot of things. Yeah, because he said, oh, you're the guy that I recognised as the arts dealer and he that's who was trying to get the stones and stuff. Yeah. But is he? What is he? <laughs> No, it's never explained what he actually is. Is he an arts dealer? He's, is he a con man? Is he just... He's he just wants everything. sort of an industrialist, mm. really. Because he owns 
the taxi company that Bruce Willis's character yeah. works for. So he owns all of these different companies mm. and stuff. And it's just kind of doing everything. Mm. Again, sort of an Elon Musk, Richard Branson style yeah. person. Okay, which yeah. obviously, in 1997... You can kind of imagine Richard Branson. He would have been like Donald Trump or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Before Someone they like knew what that. Donald Trump was going to turn out. Well, to be. yeah, there is that as well. But I thought Gary Oldman in this film—he's just such a kind of big character, and I liked how he was in this film. I liked that he kind of has a very weird bad guy vibe yeah he does that's why it's like it's, it's bit... almost like if he wasn't up to something nefarious he'd actually be a good guy you know <laughs> weirdly isn't that every all bad guys no <laughs> if he wasn't but... doing bad stuff he'd be quite good <laughs> no but no no come on no i mean like if if he wasn't doing bad things you you could see you could look at him and go like oh okay he's like the attitude that he has isn't an evil attitude oh, it's okay, like right. you know he he, he, he was never like yeah you know he was like you know <laughs> he um from behind he looks like the dolphin that overlooks everything in SpongeBob movie <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the big high collar. He's got like the big high collar and like the long coat, and then like they make his head look like really wound, round and white from the back for some reason. Yeah, so it kind of looks like he looks like that dolphin. <laughs> I could never, out of all the times that I've watched it, that I've watched this, I could never understand what the plastic bit around his head was meant to be. I never understood whether that was like kind of a hat that he was wearing or whether it was literally like holding yeah, his head I said together to you, everything in the 90s was see-through that's what i said it's yeah yeah, yeah yeah her skirt was see-through well i mean this isn't even in the 90s this is the 90s idea of what the well, future would it, be but, but he designed it in yeah the 90s. yeah exactly so what did you make of the film like overall in that case <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I thought it was really long. <laughs> really long? Okay. Uh, yeah, did you not think it's long? I See, I didn't think it was because oh. I felt like there's a decent amount of actual story to it and right. kind of character interactions that's broken up with action scenes Yeah, enough. okay. I do kind of understand that it's like partly my problem because... Whenever I have to watch something that says it's sci-fi or it's talking about planet wars or aliens and politics and stuff, I just kind of don't understand... I, I don't feel like I can understand it. So then I kind of stop paying attention a little bit sometimes. And, like, I see... Oh, <laughs> I just, boy. like, I see... Well, let me tell you, there's, um, there's a series of films that uh, you might want to avoid that's called Star Wars. No, I was going to say, I know, no, but I was actually going to say as part of this that that's one of the reasons why I kind of, not avoided Star Wars, not avoid it, but why I didn't sit down and like actually pay attention to it for really long, like a surprisingly yeah. long amount of time. So it's always on in the house, especially at Christmas and things, and whenever yeah. when there was like a certain amount of people together, it's like, oh, Star Wars is always on for some reason. It's like, it was like the um, the Shrek 
on the ITV2 <laughs> of like the early 2000s. So it was always. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like it was, it was kind of yeah, always. Shrek's into... always on ITV yeah. too. and that's yeah. what it was like. Like a couple of years ago, it was Hot Fuzz. It was always. Like... So now, because that's what ITV two, ITV two does. I don't know isn't what it? it would have been then. It would have I mean, been ITV. What they then. do? Well, no, because what they do is they get the rights to broadcast yeah, like, for like five a, for films a year or something. and then just circulate those <laughs> five or six films for the better part of like six months. It's yeah. like right. Next lot. Yeah. What are we going to do? And you feel like I feel like I've seen Hot Fuzz like four times in the last few months. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what else was on TV again that I watched again last Sunday? Always a Sunday. Rango. It's always on. <laughs> it's always on. It's at the at moment. least one a month. At least one time a month. You don't even. You don't even need to watch it on TV. You've seen it so many times. I know. I have seen it a lot of times. I just like. Anyway, it's not about that. <laughs> <laughs> It could be about that. Always find a way to bring it back to Johnny Depp, don't you? <laughs> no, he's not even in. The, he is in the film, but you don't even know he's in the film. It doesn't even sound like him. Anyway, it quite, well, it actually does sound like him quite a lot. Look, I can clearly tell that you want to talk about Rango. <laughs> <laughs> you brought the conversation like round to it enough, Amber. You've twisted my arm. We'll change really the like subject. It. I just really like it. She's called Beans. <laughs> That's the main pull of the film for you, isn't it? <laughs> and then he's a, like, there's a character and her name is Beans. I just find that hilarious. <laughs> and then he's like, is this a, is this a dream? And he's like, no, if it was a dream, I'd be Kim Novak. Oh, yeah. What, what the hell? Kim <laughs> Novak? This is like, when was this made? 2000 and blooming, like, 18 or something. And you're talking about... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, was Clint Eastwood married to Kim Novak? Uh, pass. I don't be, know. That maybe would be funny because he's supposed to be like a Clint Eastwood. Anyway, so yeah, so I think it was it was always on in the background. It was probably Sky Movies or something, but just always on. Yeah. Um, but for clarification, you you love Star Wars now. Yeah, but yeah. that's what. But this is what I'm saying. That's why I hadn't watched it for ages and ages and ages and ages. And then one time, actually sat down and probably watched it, and was kind of like, oh yeah this is actually really good it wasn't at all what I thought it was because the story was actually like a really relatable story it's basically just about oh this bad guy's bad which you can understand mm. and they're in love oh no they're not they're family whoops like <laughs> it's kind of like you know you can we you ju- can follow yeah. it it's not it's not a sci-fi story it's yeah. not no it's well not. it's not no it isn't and and here's the thing this is this is where like the definitions come in because the differentiation is like soft sci-fi and hard sci-fi so soft sci-fi would be something like star wars where it's essentially the high fantasy version of sci-fi and then the hard sci-fi is stuff like star trek where it's literally science yeah and that's what see you know it's like Done science already. and maths Done. and lasers science and maths no absolutely not yeah no one so is that. <laughs> this this i feel like fifth element has a lot of hard sci-fi elements to it yeah it does i didn't understand it but it also has a little <laughs> bit of high fantasy sci-fi elements to it because it's sort of a little bit mystical because it's like no one knows what these stones are and for all of the science and everything that they have that they've replicated a person 
to be the supreme being, these four stones, these four little obelisks that they have, are what they need to still save the universe. And yeah. it's like, you know, all of the science that they have doesn't know what these stones are actually meant to do. Yeah, that's so. just a cop out because they don't want to write it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, I'll what, tell Luke what best on that. <laughs> what are these? What? Are, oh my goodness, what are these? Um, well, I don't really have a good explanation. They're stones, I suppose. Oh, just say that our, my, our tiny minds can't even comprehend what they mean. So we'll just say that just stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. But that's the same explanation that you give for a lot of the Harry Potter things as well, isn't it? How does he get out of this situation? Oh, this one spell. This one <laughs> spell that he somehow managed to learn has <laughs> eradicated and reversed every major plot point from throughout the film. Oh, yeah. okay, great. Fantastic. All right. I, I mean, I don't know. People use it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> People use that trick. But here's the thing. As much as you love Star Wars and, you know, we've revisited them a, a few times. It's because um, I like the stories of Star yeah. Wars. It transcends genre for me. It does. Because I've said I don't think it's a sci-fi story. It, it's a story that could be made in any type of genre. You just sure. change change where it is. Sure. And it could be, you know, anything. Yeah. And that was always how George it's Lucas a basic story. built it. He built it as sort of a pseudo samurai film, based right. on like samurai films. And you know, obviously, there's elements of that. There's elements of Western yes, films yeah. in there as well, particularly mm -hmm. in like Mandalorian. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But you haven't seen the prequel trilogy of no. Star Wars, have you? Well, no, boy, let me tell that, you. No, but even that. That part where they're in front of the... The Senate. Yeah, and all of that, yep. like, huge, tall things, and there's, like, travelling, like, hovering around yep. and stuff. And that immediately makes me go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't be bothered. I just can't be bothered. And, like I said, I know it's my problem, but for some reason, maybe it's because I'm not a science person or, like, you think maths, maths or science person, <laughs> I think that I'm not even going to understand what they're talking about, so don't even try. I'm just not even going to try. And I see them sitting there in that room at the beginning... <laughs> At the beginning, and the president's talking to that other person about whatever he's talking about, that yeah. thing that's attacking them. <laughs> and he's in front of, like, loads of grey and silver and, like, hard metal and a ship, and I'm like... I <sighs> start <laughs> <laughs> thinking about what I had for dinner and that. Oh, OK, right, all right, yeah, all right. <laughs> and then, okay. like, ten minutes and a whole conversation has passed by, and I'm like, sorry, why is... What's happening? <laughs> why is it getting bigger? Why is it attacking? Why isn't he moving? What? What's <laughs> happening? Who's this? Because <laughs> you say you didn't really like the fact that they introduced politics and stuff into it, and well, I don't, I don't think it's that because I think everything's political, isn't it? Like there's politics and everything. Oh yeah. Um, but it's just when they start talking. Oh, I just don't understand. Well, let me ask you this: How do you feel about um, negotiations over trade routes? Because if that's because if if you find that exciting, I've got a film that's called a Phantom Menace <laughs> that's really gonna tickle I you don't pink. Find, I don't Let me tell you, if you like if you like some some hardcore negotiations over trade routes, 
And and the politics no. about that. Oh boy. No, I don't. There is a lot of that. I almost even tuned out what you were saying then. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I think a lot of people did when they saw episode <laughs> one. It's okay. okay yeah. But then Darth Maul comes in at the end and everything's suddenly all right with the film and everyone was just like, oh yeah, it's not that bad. But that's but funny we because the, we were looking at a list earlier that somebody had put online, which was like 100 films that you have to see or something, mm-hmm. and ones that you might not have seen, but you have to see. And Star Wars, but only four, five, and six only were four, like five, lumped six. in yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh... So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And to be honest, that list is a lot of films to go off of, perhaps for future episodes. And interestingly, mm. one of the films on there was another Luke Besson directed yeah. film, which is Leon the Professional. Yeah. Which yeah, who's that guy again? Jean. Who's that guy that was in Leon? The big guy, big French. Jean Reno. Jean Reno. Where's he gone? Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> he was everywhere. He was everywhere. Like, I mean, I just kept seeing him for some reason. Yeah. And there's a film I haven't seen, Leon, but I'm sure there's a film that I have seen him in. That he has been in a lot of things. Yeah, like one He's or two. In, I, um, think. He, I can't remember, but he. He he was in the uh, the the mid '90s uh, Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. Oh no. Nope, didn't see that. Okay, good. Oh, well, yes, I did. Yes, Matthew did. Broderick. Yeah, yeah Matthew Ferris Broderick Bueller. one, yeah. Yeah, when you said Matthew Broderick, I pictured Matthew McConaughey for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a very distinct yeah, difference between the two of them. I just heard Matthew and was like, what? Oh, they all lump all Matthews in together. Yeah, I yeah. don't know any other ones. Well, no. Well, there you go. <laughs> I also just enjoy this film because I think it mixes a lot of different styles about it each scene is the look of each scene is is so distinctly different from the last one you know in zorg's (laughs) office it's all like very clean like copper walls and then when you get onto the cruise ship that they're on it's very like brightly lit and very like highly colorful and mm. you know, in in Corbin Dallas's apartment, oh, it's, it's like a horrible. tiny <laughs> spit but of a room. Very uh, c- not convenient. What am I efficient. To say? Yeah, very efficient. Very space efficient. Yeah, so you can like you can go in the fridge if you want. Yeah, <laughs> and then the fridge, the fridge becomes the shower. shower, which apparently for some reason is freezing. I don't know why. Um, yeah, when and... it cleans it. Yeah. Oh, it's cleaning the shower. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. And uh, because when he kept saying, oh, I didn't, I forgot it was on cleaning setting. I thought that was just how you cleaned yourself. (laughs) No, it 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 cleans it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Why wouldn't you use like boiling water for that? Well, you would think, but, you know, maybe freezing the bacteria is another way of doing it. Maybe they've realised 200 years in the future that hot water actually isn't as good as everyone thinks it is. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe we should start looking into that now. <laughs> this is this is how we invent that. <laughs> Cold water. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we. this is how we come up with that space-saving studio oh, apartment. Yeah, we think... get the idea from a film and we just go, well, why aren't we actually doing that? Think, Have a motorised um... fridge. I think Ikea is already kind of doing it. Oh, okay. And the bed disappears, but it also wraps it up. Yeah. So the guy gets suffocated. <laughs> I like that, though. Wouldn't you, wanna, wouldn't you want to, every day, 
get into a freshly uh, like a super super fresh bed that you yeah, have to cut that out what clean happens, film though? does it actually change to new bedding or do they just wrap it up every time i imagine that what it does when it goes back in is it cleans it all and then like wraps it so it stays fresh that's crazy and then it? you unwrap it each that's time crazy. it's mental that's, that's very, a lot that of plastic is... waste oh no but they might have invented a good plastic though that might be compostable Oh, I didn't take into consideration that, yeah. <laughs> you're, too- think, you're thinking too much of the now. This is 200 years in the future. you got to start thinking crazy. Everything's compostable in the future. Or not even compostable, but like decomposed. Like, you know. Yeah, exactly. What, what I wonder about, though, is where does the shower go when the fridge comes up? And where does the fridge go when the shower comes down? Is a guy below him just getting a random fridge, like, coming down into his yeah. apartment? Yeah. That's what I wonder. I wonder these things. These are the maybe, things that keep me up at night. Maybe like each... <laughs> it's kept me up for years and I need to know. Mm, you're never going to find out, I'm afraid. No. Maybe each apartment has got a separate compartment just underneath it and that's where everything goes into. And then. I do think that the best invention of this film, though, is a travelling noodle cart that comes to your yeah, window. That is, yeah, um, like ice cream van, basically, isn't it? Well, yeah, if ice cream vans sold noodles, yeah. yes. Well, can you imagine if there was like a Chinese takeaway ice cream van? Oh, That'd be amazing. Deliveroo. Well, I mean, it kind of <laughs> is Deliveroo, but they don't cook it fresh for you. No, they don't. You know, I want someone to turn up in a noodle van to outside my house. open your window. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Invite him along, open the window, he'll open your mail, and then he goes off on his way. Yeah, opens up all my Why mail. Why is he in the mail? Read it to me. No, why? I want someone to read me my mail. <laughs> no. Yeah, of course. I don't want other people knowing what my mail says. That's a violation. He could, he's, you know, I've paid him for a service. No, you right? haven't. You've, yeah. paid him, you've paid him to cook you noodles. After that, everything else is just rude. It's part and parcel of the service. He reads my mail to me while I'm eating the food that I've paid him for. No, don't like that. No? Okay, <laughs> all right. I don't like the future. <laughs> Getting future shock already. <laughs> I've got chefs reading my mail. I don't like it. <laughs> they didn't explain how he's gonna uh, how he's gonna live now that he doesn't have a job anymore. Yeah, I suppose he's gonna do appearances because he's the hero of the day that saved Earth. Yeah, I didn't really think of that. Maybe I think that he's just gonna get like loads of money going to comic cons and stuff. Well, probably <laughs> <laughs> comic cons. I don't know. What, I love I, it. I mean, they don't, there isn't there isn't a convention for people that have saved the world. Is I there? mean, I would imagine <laughs> there that, should be because there's been loads well, of them. Oh yeah, exactly. That's true. I would imagine that the military would have given him a huge stipend for having taken that assignment. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They gave he, him the it assignment. Was a, it was an assignment. He nearly didn't even get on it. Yeah. That, that would have been bad. So I imagine that they set him up pretty good after that so sorry just one thing that i have to um ask okay those big rubber men <laughs> <laughs> the big rubber men i, d- I don't know what they okay are. why did they want the stones they wanted to get them because they wanted to negotiate with zorg who had promised them a bunch of stuff if they got if he got him stones why did he want the stones he wanted the stones because he was working for the evil entity. He'd been getting messages from the... Oh, that big thing. Yeah. So that big thing needs the stones. Why does that need the stones? Because 
<laughs> if it's they said oh dear oh boy oh boy do we need to go watch the whole film no again? no okay, absolutely all right. not Please, because they said one, that question. when the time comes if evil is stood in the place of where the supreme element is meant to be then it just kills everything oh yeah i remember that now right oh good Good. See, this is what I mean. I remember things... I kind of remember things that they've said, but I just don't know what it's in relation to. <laughs> okay. Like, I remember him saying, oh, yeah, evil stops stuff. And then I was just... But uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why he said that. This is the nature of this thing, though, because you're asking me to watch films that I would never choose right. to watch myself. Yes. That's what you're asking me to do. Yeah. So I'm going to sit down and say, sorry, this is really boring. And this is really <laughs> long and I don't understand it. The, because it's not a film that I would ever go and watch. The crucial part like, of the I concept you, of this podcast that I didn't take into consideration is that you might not actually like the films that we're playing for no, you. No, because you're going and, and I've therefore thoroughly shot myself in the foot by showing you films that I think are really, really good classic films. And I think, oh, surely she'll enjoy this because of this. <laughs> and it turns around on me 180 degrees and goes, actually, I found this to be awful. But, <laughs> oh. Yeah, but there, I mean, there hasn't been a, a load of that. It's just that this particular genre isn't something that I'm really, like, that bothered about exactly. Like you said, if I had, if I, yeah. like a couple of years ago, if I'd watched Dunkirk and thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen, and then I said to you, oh, this podcast, you have to watch Dunkirk, but you don't like war films, so you're going to sit there the whole time and be like yawning and going, oh, it's so boring, I don't care about this war thing, I don't care. I mean, there is that, there is that side of things, I suppose. And I think what I've realised so far out of all of the ones that we've done so far is that action films from the mid 90s that have hard sci-fi <laughs> elements really not your deal <laughs> don't make me watch stargate please i uh, i wasn't going to make you watch stargate <laughs> I, I that wasn't on that wasn't on any list <laughs> i mean you've incepted that idea no, into my head no, now no, 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 but no. i wasn't going to do that no but no i was thinking more demolition man no oh. <laughs> No. I should have learnt my lesson from Demolition yeah, that was Man. Really, that was also really boring. I, see, I, can't, I, about... genu I genuinely, until you just said that, forgot that I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> we interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird Gift Baskets. Cool. Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that, because Greenbird Gift Baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customisable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savoury and mixed baskets as well as picnic boxes and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber, 
They can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird Gift Baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird Gift Baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. See, the thing about Fifth Element, though, that I thought you might like is that it's really kind of... It's a lot more stylish. It's a lot more, like, artistically influenced, <laughs> you know? There's, like, a bigger, grander vision of things yeah, that Luke Besson had I suppose. Behind I don't this. know what it is. It's just, like, I, I'm not... I do try, because I have to sit and talk about it quite a lot afterwards, I do try and really pay attention, and I try and have, like, an open mind about things, and I don't want to have that opinion or that attitude where you think, oh, well, it's science fiction, so I'm going to hate it, like, immediately. Like, you, you know that you don't like it before you even watch it. And then because of that, as soon as you sit and watch it, you go, I hate it, and then you don't pay attention. Like, that's just... You've got an idea in your head that you're not going to like something already. Yeah. And I didn't want to have that because I've been... Because we have to do this quite a lot. Yeah. And I didn't want to sit down and, be like, just the whole hour or four hours that I was watching Fifth Element. <laughs> it was two hours. No, okay. So, like, the whole time that I'm watching a film, I don't want to sit there and be, like, miserable and moody about it. But there was a part of me that kind of knew it was a bit sci-fi-ish because of what it looked like. Yeah. And I was a bit like, oh, I'm, oh. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. Well, shall I cheer you up with a little bit of... Oh, right. Fifth element trivia time. Yeah, okay. Which I've just realised does initial to Fett, as in Boba Fett, which is a far better sci-fi film. Never mind. All right, okay. Yeah, I don't care. Do I even get the? Is it is it worth asking for the for the theme for it? Or... Is it gonna be really good? Oh, I'll start off with a. I'll start off with one that maybe doesn't deserve it then. Oh, all right. All right okay. But this one might make you, might change your opinion on how the film got conceived in the first place. Right. I don't know. Luke Besson wrote the original screenplay when he was in high school. He had conceived the story of this movie and invented the world of the movie as a child so he could escape his lonely childhood. He began writing the script when he was 16, though it was not released in theatres until he was 38. Okay, well, I mean, that is quite impressive to do that at 16, but it, it's also kind of a bit like, yeah, it does look like a 16-year-old has made it. That's probably why I liked it so much <laughs> when I was, yeah, when I was like, 16 like, or 17. I'm not saying anything about the fact that, like, people obviously like the film, people really like sci-fi, it's a really popular genre, and I know that um, people enjoy it. And I'm not saying it's not warranted or it's not a good thing or that you know I'm not saying that I'm just saying that for me it's not something that like takes my fancy a whole lot yeah but I mean yeah it is but it is yeah it is yeah 16 year old (laughs) I imagine yeah I also have to say that in my university course I have a little bit of a story about fifth element Okay. In my uni course, I once had three different essays that were all due on the exact same date. Okay. And they hadn't given us a whole lot of notice to do them with, which was weird. But I basically watched Fifth Element, 
and one other film and wrote all three essays about these two films, watched the two films back to back, wrote all three essays in the duration of these two films. Yeah, that's because they're literally like 10 hours long. What was the other one? Sin City. Oh, right. Because yeah, the two that I, the two essays that I wrote <laughs> using you think that this, would just live with you by the end of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's the other reason why I used Sin City as well, is because I think one of them was like haven't comparing acting either. from one to another using the same actor. I haven't seen that either. You haven't seen Sin City. It gets to ah, the point right. where like you start talking about films, and I don't want to say that I haven't seen them. <laughs> Add it to the list. I'm like, don't make me watch it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, I've seen it. Really yeah, good. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you've totally seen Sin City. I believe you. It's all right. I believe you. Okay. Don't ask me any questions about it, Sorry. though, because I just, I'm yeah. not answering questions right now. No, we're, we're not taking questions not at taking this point. At it's okay. Moment, so. No, the two essays that I wrote on Fifth Element or used Fifth Element in, one of them was deconstructing a scene, which I just did the first scene of this film. Oh. Where it's like, because... Oh, you don't want to use the part where they got a naked lady and, like, and the man said that he was going to take pictures of her? No. <laughs> no. Because he I almost, wanted... He literally almost said, I have to take pictures of her for science. <laughs> for research reasons. It's all right. It's not because I'm an army general who's incredibly those... lonely. <laughs> I have to show those other people, this woman that's got her boobies out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, because it was the cinematography, I think, of the first scene oh, okay, right. and the comparison between something like a really really old relic and a super futuristic spaceship oh yeah that okay kind of... looks like a turd well yeah Did you write that? I, I wrote that it looked like a foot the way it landed it looked like a foot that was like mm, okay well a bit more put... diplomatic I suppose yeah but well it yeah like a poop. <laughs> and then the other one was feminism in cinema because this was one of the first sort of female led action films even though the main name of it is Bruce Willis, but yeah. Mila Jovovich is painted out during the film to actually be the main protagonist in a yeah, way. Yeah, she's the saviour. Yeah, exactly. And everyone in the film is really surprised by that, that they've created this being. And yeah, it's a everyone's woman. surprised that, they're, that she's a woman. Yeah. Because they always thought that, she, that it was going to be a man. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Lol. Lol. So. Um, I couldn't quite work out whether she was good or not. Yeah, she is. No, yeah. I mean good at acting. I couldn't work out oh, whether she was right, good right, in right, this right, film right, 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 right. Okay, no, I get that. I get that. Well, do you want another bit of Fifth Element trivia time or FET? Not really. That might. <laughs> oh, okay. That might enhance that for you as right, well. Okay. Okay. Because here's the thing: you, you, you didn't. You say you didn't really know whether you... I kind of, I couldn't tell. Right. Not that I didn't like her, but okay. I couldn't tell whether she was doing a good job or not. Okay. Well, this will show how deep her acting research went for this. Research? All right. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. It'll clarify it. All right. I'm not... This is what... I'm not going to tell you exactly. I've got to no, bury I, the I, lead. I, I was surprised that there was any research that could happen seeing as she's playing something that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> you got to bury the lead on these things. Right, you got to okay. keep people right, wanting okay, it. All right, on. okay. Do I get the jingle yet? No, thank you. Thank you. Much better. The divine language spoken by Lilu was invented by co-writer and director Luke Besson and further refined 
by Mila Jovovich, who had little trouble learning and developing it as she was already fluent in four languages. Also because it's not a real language, so she's literally just making it up. The language <laughs> had only 400 words and he and Mila Jovovich held conversations and wrote letters to each other in the language as practice. By the end of filming, they were able to have full conversations in this language. Okay. It didn't sound like a language to me, though. It sounded, which I don't know if that's good or not, because it kind of just sounded like she was going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the, so the fact that you had trouble doing it. <laughs> that, <laughs> so the fact that you had trouble replicating what she was saying for a second then right. kind of shows that actually a, a lot of effort went into that maybe well i don't know <laughs> i don't know maybe what did you say what, what did you think did you think it sounded like a proper language well i mean i didn't necessarily well i mean what is a language you know what does a language sound like to someone okay i don't know it's like so yeah it sounded like a foreign language but you know obviously it was not one i'd ever heard of (laughs) clearly but yeah i figured that there must have been some basis of yeah translation yeah i did think that they would probably have to make up some words so it sounded like she was saying at least sentences because it just kind of sounded like she was doing a lot of like like that like she was like there was like a lot of that like there were some words that were like kind of tongue positions and things that we don't use basically you know there's like that african language that uses like as part of their um, yeah. like proper words it was kind of like that like so she had like different sounds that maybe weren't what we would think of as words yeah right yeah 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 exactly and i think that's probably part of what he had written to make up that Probably. language. It did sound nice. Yeah. I don't know about nice. No, I it, think it did sound nice. Really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't... I, but that's what I meant. It, it just kind of seemed like her voice when she was just kind of like making up. <laughs> I know languages are made up, but I didn't know if it was like properly structured, yeah. basically. Well, also, I will say that there's something very interesting about this film that not a, pe- not a lot of people actually realise right away. And tell me if this is something that you noticed about the film. Probably not. Okay. So, Bruce Willis's character, Corbin Dallas, right? And Gary Oldman's character, Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg, (laughs) right? They are the antagonist and protagonist, sorry, the protagonist and antagonist of the film, respectively. Right. Okay, right. Did you notice that throughout this film, they never interact with one another? Yeah, they never, they're never in the same room or anything, are they? They are almost so in the same he, room so at one point. who's he talking to on the phone, though? When he's talking on the phone all the time. Yeah, he, he answer, he's talking to that guy and he's saying, oh, my wife left me and oh, oh I, just fe- I just fell in love with his wife. Oh, that's, that's his boss. Not, not, that's his, like, guy who fixes his car. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I knew it wasn't Zor because it didn't have the same accent, but I was just asking yeah. who it was. No, that's the guy who fixes his cab oh, for okay. him. Right, yeah. So they never actually meet or interact. Like, I think they kind of know about each other because obviously 
he runs the company that Bruce Willis works yeah, in. Yeah, they would know about each other because he got yeah. one of his henchmen to pretend to be him when he went to the when he won the competition. Yeah. And yeah, and he knows that he won the competition and obviously Bruce Willis knows about him because he owns the company that he works for. Yeah, yeah. So they know about each other mm. and they sort of know about each other's involvement in what's happening, but they don't know that they're both after the same thing. They don't right. know that they're each going after this thing and they never actually cross paths. No, they I almost guess I do didn't at really one point. About it. Yeah, but isn't that weird for a, for an action film? I suppose, film like this? and that's probably one of the like a reason why I kind of didn't really understand what's going on, <laughs> because they're supposed to be part of the same story, but it doesn't seem like it. Everything's a bit, you know, is that is that important? Should I have remembered that? Oh no, you know. Yeah, know. there are a lot of different motives behind things that are happening. There's like f- almost four different threads yeah. of things that are happening with people trying to get these items but yeah it basically leads back to between the two of them and they never cross paths and i found that really strange i didn't actually notice it like the first couple of times that i watched this film because you're following both of them but it's only after a while you realize you're following them entirely separately Mm. but yeah i just thought that was a really weird thing that happened yeah that is weird oh that's a shame really because bruce willis probably would have been like to have met Gary Oldman <laughs> why wouldn't you I mean you know I mean I'm pretty sure they met on the set but... <laughs> well maybe would they know. would they why would, would they, they have in the same room as each other <laughs> that's a good point they might they might not have they might have deliberately kept them entirely yeah. separate for the whole thing for added realism <laughs> I don't know but then I hear that you know Bruce Willis on set maybe I don't know is he a weirdo I, I don't think that he was at that point, I feel like he has gotten really? that way recently. What, like, kind of rude, or yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh no, because he's he's in his later years of acting, just become kind of a bit tired of the same old, yeah. same old. So he's I just like given up. That you would get to a certain point, and like everybody gets older and has and like shifts attitude and mentalities and can't and you know can't deal with change <laughs> Bruce Willis. that's not what I mean but like you can't yeah. deal with the same things that you could when you were younger and you've got less patience and then that's not a good thing impatience isn't a good thing to have when you're making a film is it so he's probably like yeah. he probably just gets really irritated by things I, I think that's <laughs> what I think that's exactly what I it is I think that, he though. has like I think he's very easily irritated by things yeah probably strikes me he's as an a old person. man now strikes me as the kind of person that has been easily irritated by things I don't know and like once he gets irritated it's hard to get him out of that yeah because he doesn't want to wear vests all the time they keep putting him in vests <laughs> why am I always in vests <laughs> I don't understand it it's just like that's that's your look Bruce <laughs> alright that's your signature look I don't want it to be my signature look it's just what he wears look you made it in Die Hard everyone recognises you from Die Hard <laughs> part of what they recognise from you from Die Hard is the vest Wear the vest. It is, though, yeah. It is, though, isn't it? It is. This is just Die Hard in the future. Yeah. Yeah. This is John McClane's son. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, why not? in 200 years' time. His. Great, 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 great grandson. Where's the vest? We've been to the year 2214. (laughs) 
it's not really the same ring to it. Not much has changed, but they drive cars around. Still. It's drive cars around. They drive cars they around. They always drive they cars still drive around. cars around. <laughs> Guess what? In the future, still driving cars. <laughs> Everything's still pretty crap. So there we go. Oh. And the reason it's crap is because we're still driving cars. We haven't even got past past the point of the internal combustion engine yet. We're still, in the grand scheme of things, quite primitive. Double breast of women. <laughs> Fair enough. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. So one last bit of trivia time. Oh, Fifth element trivia time. I don't know if this warrants this. <laughs> This oh. is more of a decent fact, though. All right, okay. Da, 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 okay. Da, da. <laughs> the explosion in the Floston Main Hall was the largest indoor explosion ever filmed. Oh, ever? Was. Oh, indoor. Oh, yeah, right, was. the largest indoor explosion ever filmed. The resulting fire almost went beyond control, and it took 25 minutes <gasps> to put out. <gasps> That's a lot. That is a lot. That's I a thought, lot of fire. I didn't think that it was... I thought maybe they had done that thing where they scale it down and make like a tiny model of... Like, make like a tiny model version of the <laughs> yeah. set and then blow that up. And yeah. it makes it look really big. No, no. Apparently they, <laughs> they blew the set up. <laughs> That's bad. So we met... Make sure you've got every shot you need from this set because we are blowing it up after this. I, I kind of... <laughs> I liked that we're 200 years in the future, but he still wears, like, Cuban heels and flares with a suit. What's that all about? <laughs> why, why was he doing that? That's unusual. Yeah. Because at the moment, we're at the stage of, like, super skinny trousers and no socks. <laughs> That's true. I don't know how we evolved to that point. <laughs> how do we get out of that? I don't know. I don't think we'll ever get out of this. What was that strange, unusual mating scene between the radio DJ and one of the stewardesses? Ruby Rod? That's weird. That was weird. I think I don't of... even know what he was doing. See, this is the thing. I think of I think of Chris Tucker's character in this as, like, Russell Brand. I thought he was supposed to be gay. I, again, I think of him like Russell Brand. He's, he's, just, <laughs> he's just fluid. He just he doesn't have a... I'll, I'll reiterate, very Russell Brand. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> Russell Brand makes me laugh. Well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> Did you not find him entertaining? No. You, you, no? No. Not at all? No. Uh, okay. I've laughed at Chris Tucker in the past, but just not in this. <laughs> I don't know why. I just It just didn't appeal to me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Did you, right. what, did you think it was funny? You didn't oh, laugh. no, no, no. I find him irritating <laughs> as hell. No, I just... <laughs> I was going to say you weren't laughing. <laughs> I was just setting it up to make it seem like we'd had a difference of opinion. <laughs> but no, I find him irritating. But, I mean, it was a little bit like he's in there for... It's too much. It's too much. I think it's too forced. He does it. He's not... It's not a natural... It doesn't yeah. look like it's a natural thing for him. No. And, like, he talks too fast for and too long that there's too many words yeah just it just seems a bit yeah I don't know. and how is it that a radio dj is that famous 200 years in the future like you know obviously know. in the mid 90s i think he's like streaming directly into people's heads or something <laughs> must must be yeah must be i mean the kind of radio dj that gets an audience of, <laughs> of billions because they broadcast live throughout the entire cosmos. Maybe he's literally the only one left. Maybe. Oh, I didn't think of that. I didn't think that actually maybe he's the only radio DJ left. <laughs> I mean, essentially, if that was done now, it would be someone who was like the, the, the world's most famous podcaster. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're there trying to trying to record a podcast. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to send us on a cruise. <laughs> no, not that cruise. Not, I don't want to get blown up. Not that cruise, <laughs> just a cruise. Um, it's, yeah, because it's strange that he's a taxi driver and you'd think that would be the perfect time to put the radio on, but he wasn't listening to it. Yeah, and he it's, doesn't even really know who the guy the radio is. Any other time. But then I suppose, why did his mum keep phoning? Also, what was that about? Because <laughs> he never phoned her. He didn't even. She didn't even That's sound the old. Takeaway. She sounded really young. That's the takeaway from this film, but kids. Why? Phone oh, your parents. Oh, okay. She well, you still get to talk to them apparently because she wouldn't shut up. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, she kind of said to him, "Oh, you won that competition. That was supposed to be my win." So um, everyone knew that that was happening, but he didn't. So he doesn't. I guess he doesn't listen to the radio. No, he doesn't. <laughs> this is the thing. He doesn't listen to his radio. So uh, this is. I, I Where kind is of the like, radio? In his head. I don't. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, he's ripped so much of the cab apart at this point. <laughs> you know, doesn't have space for a radio anymore. No. But is it still a radio at that point? Is it using radio waves? Who knows at I this point? I don't know. Yeah, Who even knows? Know. Who knows? I think if we think on it too much by today's standards, it loses integrity when you break it down that much. <laughs> <laughs> also, the fact that she had like a different root colour to the rest of her hair makes it seem like that wasn't her natural hair colour, which is unusual. <laughs> yeah. Because 200 years in the future, they're obviously still... <laughs> She'd just been made. Doing dyes. She'd just been made, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. It was also nice that the ledge that she was walking around was the exact same width as her. <laughs> she could comfortably just fit her two feet and walk along it. Like, that was lucky. <laughs> that was lucky. That was lucky. Yeah. I mean, I, never, never once loses balance. No. I did like... She's a perfect person, though. That's probably why. I did like, and I don't, I only remind get reminded of it every time I watch it that the elevator that's going down the outside of the building mm. actually looks like a train. So it's not a oh, train going I down. It was a train. No, I think it's an elevator going down the side of the building. Oh. Or it might not be. I don't oh, know. I actually it might. It was a train. But yeah, it's going really from the top enough, of the building to the bottom. But it looks oh, like a train. Okay. Oh, okay. But I thought that was kind of an interesting maybe it's like choice. a building train so because <laughs> the buildings like, are so high so long yeah it takes you like miles to get down to the bottom of it ah that's a good point that's a good point <laughs> so are you gonna pitch a sequel okay my sequel is the same as all the other sequels that i've made they get together because they've got together at the end anyway sure and the man looked for a bit longer than he had to <laughs> sure <laughs> Because it's like, oh, uh, am I seeing what I'm actually seeing? Yes, I definitely am. Okay. <laughs> Gotta take a moment to make sure you're actually seeing what you oh, think you're you? seeing. Oh, have you? Oh, right. Yeah, I don't... Okay. <laughs> don't want to jump to any conclusions, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And so then they have a child, and then they have a bakery. <laughs> a bakery out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> and then they live in domestic bliss and then they go on another cruise and they have a good time this time they don't get blown up this time. no they don't they just actually get to take that cruise yeah oh he does say i'll take you on a vacation after yeah, like a proper vacation so yeah. maybe that's but that's like the classic man thing he was saying that because he thought she was gonna die oh uh... <laughs> she's nearly unconscious she won't remember any of this 
thought you said you were going to take so me on vacation. It, it's oh, unfortunate oh, oh. that a, it's unfortunate that a woman has to come to the brink of death to be promised a vacation, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. God. And then, oh, sorry for you that we actually survived and now you've got to do it. Yeah. Three hundred years into the future, men still haven't changed. God. No, they haven't. No. <laughs> okay, so before we get a rating from you, we uh, we, we might do a very quick check in on our correspondence because we've had a follow-up development from our previous episode. Have we? Yes. From our pre- what do you mean? Well, when we last episode spoke about Gladiator. Yeah. And we were talking about some messages that we had had come in. Yeah. We had one message come in from Jade who had said that she sided with you yeah, on our face-off podcast mm-hmm. and um so we've had a follow-up correspondence, and uh, I I believe we may have lost one of our listeners. Why? Because apparently she did not like the fact that I said that she is dead to me now. She said, at this rate, I'm just spamming you that I agree with Amber for absolutely everything from now on. Officially, I'm just Amber's fan and not yours. Seems... <laughs> Especially since that I'm dead to you now. So, congratulations. You now have a number one fan. Seems sensible. (laughs) Seems sensible. (laughs) All right. I don't really know how to respond to that. Being a fan of me seems sensible for someone else to do. It seems like a sensible choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Don't know what I should expect. I mean, I would avoid against blindly agreeing with everything, but hey, if you want to make an informed decision of agreeing with everything that Amber says, no, welcome to the club. But that's the, <laughs> that's the good thing of with agreeing with me, because I've already made the informed decision, so you don't have to. Ah, uh, okay, all right, all right. I see the approach. So, if you're, you're agreeing with me, that is the informed decision because I've done it already. Amber Inch making informed decisions since 1990. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> informed decisions. <laughs> Inchformed decisions. <laughs> inch, inch, to inch, inches. <laughs> I want that to go on a business card for you. <laughs> Inch-formed decisions. Not decisions. 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 I want that. Oh, God. I want that to be like an advisory company that you make. And it's just called Inch-formed decisions. <laughs> And it's just like I I don't I don't get what this company is is meant to be doing. Well, my name right is Amber Inch, right, and I make informed decisions for you. Meld the two together, right. So what's the unique selling point <laughs> of of this company? Well, it's my name, mm-hmm. right, and it's an inch formed. No, but decisions. it's good though because it's like <laughs> say that you're going to a wedding. And you know that the person that's getting married like really likes cars or something. Okay. And you want to go to I'm the... there with you. I can picture this. <laughs> you want to go to the wedding and you want to have something to talk about and you want to seem smart and, you know, you can hold a conversation with them. Okay. You come to me and you say, can you tell me some things about cars and opinions about cars because you know and I then will remember them and talk to this person about them. 
So if anyone wants to invest in a company, <laughs> we've got a pitch for you. It's a ele- bit of an elevator pitch at the moment, 30-second pitch, but I think it's got oh, legs. Yeah, but I know, but that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely got legs. If you can I'll pitch you the idea much. in 30 seconds, it's a good yeah. idea. 100%. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd go to that company. Yeah. Yeah. So, well done. What, what, like, somebody says, oh, you're at a dinner party and you have to sit next to this person and you go, oh, that person, ugh. They like wrestling. Great. Come to me and then <laughs> I would give them loads of stuff about wrestling. The, the... Just like, just, I mean, just off the top of my head now, it's in a ring. wow stone me you learn something new every day i haven't i didn't even rehearse that wow (laughs) i mean take my money now brilliant well there you there you have it well you're laughing now but tomorrow when you go to work and somebody says oh i really like wrestling i'm only going to give you this five pound if you can tell me something about wrestling and then you say it's in a ring and they go five pound yours that's that, that's the easiest five I've pounds given you five, I've, I've practically given, given you five, you five pounds. pounds. <laughs> wow, I'll split that fiver between the two of us. Then we, you will get a you'll get a finder's fee on that. <laughs> All then. right. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Cool. So, are you ready to give Fifth Element a rating? Yeah. Okay. So, what we do every episode is the person that hasn't seen the film gives the film a rating but what that rating is out of changes for each episode so amber with that in mind what are you going to give fifth element and what is it going to be out of <laughs> it's difficult for me to give this a number okay because i'm not really sure I'm not, I'm not really sure i liked the woman okay um but it's just it's just not for me i'm afraid right right <laughs> but i like the woman Okay, Which, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you mean Mila Jovovich's yeah. woman, L- not Lou. the uh, L- Lou. not the opera singer. Leilu. Yeah. Yeah. No, the opera singer. Oh. Well, I mean, she was alright. <laughs> she was fine. Mega mind. Mega mind. Um. So I think Jeez. I'm going to give it. Don't. <laughs> I think I'm going to give it two. Two. Sorry. I feel, like, I feel like I've given uh, I, th- I feel like I've given better films three three right okay so this is why I'm a bit confused I'm not really sure like I don't really want to give it a two exactly it's like a three would kind of be okay ah. you know I don't know okay. I'm, I'm a bit confused okay. I can't really tell what's it going to be out of um, <laughs> it's going to be out of Aziz <laughs> light <laughs> Aziz light because he counted Luke Perry I just forgot that Luke Perry Luke Perry, in this film in Luke like the Perry has such minutes. a high billing on this yeah. and he literally has five minutes of screen time <gasps> that's so funny this is his psycho not even five minutes it's less than that this I think. is his psycho I know right he has such a high billing as yeah, well that's funny but the amount of times because I was going to say he'd counted he had tallied up the amount of times the man shouted Aziz light uh, yeah. but I can't give it I can't give it that many stars, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, that was that was up to like 12, 12 or yeah. <laughs> something. Yeah, no, the amount of times when I've been fixing things or doing DIY or stuff and I've run out of light and I'm like, Aziz, light! Have you said that before? I, I yeah, love that bit. I have, have said that a bunch have, of times. I just didn't know what it was. And then, uh, and then you know, someone will move the light onto me. I'm like, oh, thank you, Aziz, that's much better. <laughs> 
So actually, it's a spaceship that's just come down. Yeah, exactly. So two. I think I'm not sure. I'm a bit confused. You want to bump it up to two and a half because you're on the fence about it. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Oh, all right. That was easy to convince you. Oh yeah, I know. Do you want to bump it up to three? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, much. Maybe bump it up to a five. No, 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 all right, no, okay. No. All right, I know where the limit there's is. A line. There's a line. I know where the limit is. It's all right. You don't know where the line is until you stepped on it, okay? Yeah. You stepped on it. <laughs> so, there you have it. The fifth element gets kind of a surprising two and a half Aziz lights <laughs> from Amber. Yes, I did do it in the accent. If it's two and a half, it's Aziz lights. Oh, gets cut off. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't. I didn't think of it like that. Probably should have done it that way. But what do you all out there think? Do you think that the fifth element is an underrated piece of sci-fi? <laughs> wow. I'm joking. I was joking. I was joking. Sorry, Cameron. <laughs> an underrated piece of poop. <laughs> or do you reckon that it's not that at all? And it's actually quite a good film. <laughs> Do you think that there are other examples of films from the mid-90s that we have skipped over to get to the fifth element that we really should have looked at first? Is there a particular favourite of yours that you want us to look at that you think is worthy of a review like this? Is there another classic film that we may have already seen that you want us to take another look at retrospectively we may not have seen it in a while all of these comments and more can be conveyed to us through our social media i am at drew bridger at amber inch and make sure that you use the hashtag bttr pod so that we know when we are being talked about on the internet and can respond to your wonderful lovely comments if you don't have any particular comments on the films that we've been watching maybe just let us know that you're listening and enjoying or alternatively that you think this is a terrible idea and you're welcome to not listen anymore after that point but if you think it's that terrible you probably haven't got this far in the episode so you wouldn't be hearing this anyway amber if they have enjoyed this episode what else should the listeners do They should like, subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow us on Instagram at BTTR podcast. Yes, do that because we might put up that list of 100 films bucket list that we might start looking through on that. And if you follow us on Instagram, we might try and put that up there. And you out there can have a look at how many films on this 100 film bucket list you have seen and then compare your film knowledge retrospectively let us know how many of those films that you've seen but until that point amber yes are you identifying as human or are you in identifying as a meat popsicle (laughs) it gets cold sometimes we're in the middle of winter you might be a meat popsicle at this point i don't know (laughs) he's just saying that because he looks like a sausage (laughs) 